Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to another episode of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we shape the mindset of the high achiever to think like an entrepreneur. We talk with masters of the craft to get the cheat codes to success, helping elite enterprisers level up and maximize their brand. I'm your host, LZ, the mayor. Now let's get to it. All right, I'm super excited to be on the line with Perdeep Sangha. I'm super excited to talk to you for a number of reasons. I think your brand, your business, how you carry yourself from both from our pre-interview and uh, talking to you today, you got a lot of stuff to share. But before we get into any of that stuff, Perdeep, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I guess the first thing I want to know is tell me a little bit about your business and your, your background. Sure. Yeah. I, I think uh, just to simplify in terms of what we do in business is we have a pretty unique niche where we work with mainly, I would say 90% of our clients are are men in business. So CEOs, executives, entrepreneurs. We also work with executive teams and management teams, but typically we work with men to help them be successful in their business, which is typically growing and optimizing their business and scaling their business, but also in their life, which means how do they show up as a better leader, as a husband, as a father, as a community member, and just be fulfilled as a person. So I saw a need in a niche there about seven years ago where I saw that men needed both on the business side, they needed coaching and advising, but also on the personal side. So we strategically created that in one specific area because I'm an entrepreneur myself in different sectors and, and I know how tough it can be. I have two young kids. So we wanted a single place for men to come to say, okay, you know, I need help with this. Can you help me? And we've created also a community as well. So this isn't just an individual one-on-one private community. We have masterminds. We have community groups where men can work with each other, network with each other, build build their businesses together, and actually learn from each other as well. And it's a safe environment. What I mean by that is men can openly talk about, hey, yeah, you know, six months ago, I got in this really big argument with my wife. We were almost divorced. Things were going downhill and not feel like they're being judged or they're weak. So these are men that have gone through very similar challenges Myself, the reason why I got into this is because I saw those challenges growing up. I have a very, I would say, I was blessed to have the background and the upbringing that I did. Uh, I grew up on an orchard. Parents were immigrants. Parents eventually bought their own business. But my dad struggled himself with personal fulfillment, struggled with alcoholism. So I started to see this behavior at a very young age. So I saw a man who was doing everything for his family and doing more for his family than himself still struggle and had to go to alcohol to overcome his personal challenges. And eventually he passed away because he had diabetes and the alcohol accelerated his diabetes. So at a young age, I saw this, seeing my dad go through this. My goal is to help men 
get through their biggest challenges. So not only can they be successful, but also be happier and fulfilled. Because I know that when a man is more fulfilled and happy in his life, he's going to have more likely to have a better relationship with his wife and be more present and a better father. And what happens as a result is we have stronger family units, which you're in the U.S., I'm in Canada, we do a lot of business in the U.S., we have partners in the U.S. I would say that's a huge, huge challenge right now for society, where kids are growing up with fathers that aren't present or not Fathers not around at all. Over 50% of children in the U.S. right now are being raised without full-time fathers. And then we wonder, okay, why are kids growing up this way? You know, why are we losing values and principles? And we've got these interesting leaders in power. I'm not going to go into the political side of it, but, you know, we, and we say, you know, what the heck is going on with men and leadership? We're very challenged right now as men. So that's a, that's a component that we also work on as well when it comes to leadership. Now, there is a ton to unpack, <laughs> so I'll try to I'll try to uh, to pick one area. Did you find in your launching the business in the strategy hesitation just because it was focused on men? Because, I mean, if we're honest, men generally. Right. This is a general statement, but we're generally not raising our hands first as hey, I need help. <laughs> Did you find that as a challenge when you guys first started? Yeah, absolutely. I think it caused a lot of frustration because a lot of my colleagues that focus on both men and women, what they found is that 80% of their clients are actually women because women are more open to getting insight, more open to getting advice, more open to getting coaching. And so men, we have this belief that we need to do it on our own. That's part of the what I put in the book, The Complete Man as well, is I talk about the biggest challenges men face. And one of them is feeling like we could do it on our own. We don't need help. And that never works out because I always say a smart man, whether in business or in his personal life, always has good good mentors, right? Learns from others. So why make the same mistakes? It doesn't it doesn't make sense if you can avoid those mistakes. So that is one aspect is because men are stubborn, and we don't convince men because we have men come in and say I need help, and then they'll back off because then it makes them feel like they're weak, and then they'll come back a little bit later. So it, it becomes a little bit of a, a challenge from that perspective. But the other aspect too is positive side is when we're working with men we have some serious breakthroughs like it's it's awesome work that we're able to do but it it didn't happen overnight because we were getting challenged at first from both this is the interesting part from women saying what are you doing why are you just working with men that's sexist but the interesting thing was men would even say this too so we knew we were onto something when men were like oh pretty you're just working with men that's kind of sexist i'm like what do you mean aren't there women only uh, entrepreneurial groups, women only coaching, women only gyms. Like, why is this any different? It's not like we're excluding women. We have a specific clientele that we work with women on, with women specifically. But our expertise is working with men. Like, we can, we have delved so deep into men and their lives and leadership and roles in a relationship and as a father that we are experts at what we do. So that's what we kind of own. It was interesting when I started my podcast because I had a T-shirt on. And one of the things was men who win, for example, that was one of the taglines that we had for my podcast. And a lot of my friends loved it. They're like, I want to get that t-shirt, but here's what some of them would say. I don't know if I can wear that in public because I don't want to be like crucified. And that told me that I was onto something when men are afraid to wear clothes because they're afraid of what other people might say, just because it says men who win doesn't mean that it's sexist or anything like that. That gave me actually, it propelled me to work even harder. What propelled me even more 
was when my dad passed away. He passed away around four years ago. And when he passed, he passed suddenly. He passed from a heart attack. Uh, it was a huge blow to our family. Like it was, we, it wasn't expected at all. And now here's this figurehead, our dad, right? And I wish I'd spent more time with him because there's so much knowledge that he had and wisdom that I just, you know, I, I couldn't capture. But it was like a sign for me. It was like he was saying, son, work even harder because there's guys out there that are struggling. And so that was something that accelerated our growth because I know there's a lot of guys out there. I, in fact, from our research, we know that nine out of 10 guys are struggling with something in their life and they're just not openly talking about it, whether that's their business or their relationship or themselves, or maybe they're not close to their kids. They're struggling with something. They might have all the money in the world, but they're still struggling with something. So that's our mission. And so to answer your question, yes, there was a lot of struggles, but it's well worth it. Now, a two-part question. How do you, because I, I found that it, it's easier to get men to really grasp the need for coaching when it comes to sports, for example. You know, we understand we need an athletic trainer. We need a, a head coach. We need an offensive coordinator. We need a defensive, like we know we need all of these areas of coaching. But when it comes to personal mastery, it's like there's a disconnect. <laughs> Have you found that as well? And how did you connect those dots and overcome that block? For work or for myself? For for both. Okay. So myself, I was lucky enough when I, I'm going to answer that second part first. I was lucky enough that I grew up in a household with my grandfather was in the military. I might have spoken about that last time for 30 plus years in the Indian army, but he was a very spiritual man. My great grandfather was a spiritual teacher for almost six decades in India. So I grew up with this very interesting you can say two ends of the spectrum because my grandfather was one of the most influential uh, people in my life. He taught me how to be very mindful, spirituality, but he also taught me okay, how to be tough, how to hold my principles and values, how to be a man, where is my bond. So I was very lucky that I grew up into this. So this wasn't something new for me. This is something that I was taught when I was younger in terms of self-mastery. And I saw so I saw that in other people in my life. When it comes to other men, yes, absolutely. When we talk about personal mastery or self-mastery, um, it is a challenge. Every man wants to, but here's what ends up happening. They default to the business or their career. That's, that's what it is. It's like an automatic default switch. It's not that they don't want to. It's like, okay, my business, investing money in my business is actually going to get me better returns. It's going to get me to where I want to be faster than self-mastery, when in the case, it's the complete opposite. When you focus on yourself, guess how, that's how much faster your business actually grows. But again, to answer your question, you've used an awesome analogy when it comes to sports. That's the analogy that we use because the world of sports, you have to be high-performing. And in order to be high-performing, you have to have the latest science, you have to have the latest research, the latest coaches and training techniques. Well, that's what we do for business professionals. I modeled that approach about six years ago when I was taking a look and I said, I have always wanted to do my PhD, I have my, my master's, my background's also in neuroscience and neuropsychology. But I had a choice at that time. I said, I could do it myself, become a research analyst, or I could hire other people. And what we did was we actually created a research team to take a look at performance in the professional space. So... How do we get men on side with this? We relate it to performance. We actually call it ultra performance in the business world. So we, we say that we're going to turn you into a business athlete, meaning you're going to have more energy, more drive, more motivation, better thinking, cre better creativity, solve problems a lot faster and easier. All of these things that come along with being an athlete in the business world. 
So that's how we relate it. And we use a lot of science. So guys, if they, if you show them the science, they're like, okay, I get it, right? It's factual. It's practical. And then they tend to grasp onto that. So that's the unique approach that we take. So we talked personal mastery. We talked um, a little bit about coaching and, and really being self-aware enough to know that you need help. I'm curious to know, was there a time in your business that we're not going to be having this conversation where your business could have failed, could have gone under. And what did you do to come back from, from the brink? Yeah, absolutely. I would say there's a big part of, of my uh, business initially at the beginning, because we didn't start with mint specifically. We were business growth, basically experts. That's what we started with. And what ended up happening was I was torn internally myself because I was drawn to working with men. And naturally, men would work with me. But I'm like, I don't want to be like, I didn't want to be known as a coach. I wanted to be a business strategist. Like that was that was what I wanted to be. That's what I wanted to focus on. Although human potential and performance is my is my personal passion. Like I have two passions, like business growth and strategy and human potential and, and high performance. And but I didn't want to fall into that coach. I didn't want to be considered like a life coach or, you know, these other areas, which is nothing wrong with it. I just focused on business. But then I kept getting these signs. So my my business, and because I wasn't aligned, which is a key component of success in life, is alignment, internal alignment. I wasn't aligned internally. My business was fluctuating because I, I was getting pulled towards working with men, but I kept being stubborn and being like, no, I'm going to focus over here until one day I just basically say, okay, I give up. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to see where it goes and then let's just let's just see what happens. And and it it went amazing. Like it, it wasn't amazing right off the bat. We had some hip, hiccups along the way and I did I did want to quit. There are even times now um Elsie when I when I uh, because for example right now we're working on a campaign on LinkedIn for ads. And in the strategy, I'm not going to get into the strategy too much, but long story short, it's especially with guys you can tell like we can initially capture their attention. So we're spending a lot of money on ads, but get them getting them to follow through is tough because they second guess themselves and like, I don't need this. Ah, this is a waste of my time. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go back to doing what I'm normally doing. So I still have these frustrations today. Um, but I st- I have to continue to pull through and be like, okay, no, you know, we're this is the right thing to do because men need this help. Uh if we're not gonna provide this to men then where are they going to get this help from? There are other organizations that work specifically with men, but I would say we're one of the very few that focuses both on business and on the personal side, and we do it very well. Mm-hmm. Let's backtrack a little bit. You mentioned coaching versus strategy. Unpack that a little bit. What, what's, what's your perspective on what that difference is? Well, what I would say, there's a, there's a slight difference, a very fine line between coaching, advising, consulting, and because they're all a little bit different. And so coaching is actually getting more involved. Let's just start with advising. Advising is you can give advice and be like, okay, this is what you need to do from a strategy perspective. It's up to you to take it and run with it. Like we're having this one hour advising session. Now you could do what you want with it, whether you execute it or not, right? Consulting is a little bit different where you're more hands-on and you're actually responsible for executing a lot of the stuff if you're a consultant. Where coaching is a little bit different, you're advising, but you're also trying to get them to act because you don't have, like as a coach, I don't have any ability to go over there and say, 
you know, do this strategy, execute, go have a meeting with your staff, execute the strategy. What we're, what I'm dependent on is trying to get through to you during this, let's say, for example, a Zoom call where you will pick up on it and act. And that is a little bit different, right? Because in advising, there's no expectation that you're going to execute. I'm just telling you advice, basically. Consulting, I'm doing it with you. So there is going to be results. Coaching is kind of quasi where that's probably the toughest. It's a fine line there because sometimes there's a frustration. Something needs to get done. We both know that something needs to get done, but maybe the execution isn't necessarily there. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on internal alignment. But the the reason I knew I would not make a good coach in the, in the sports world, to, to stick with that analogy, is because it would frustrate me to no end to have a plan, to have a game plan, to have a strategy. Everyone is supposed to know the plays. Game time comes and people don't do what they're supposed to do. And I can't legally, the rules don't allow me to get on the court and dribble the ball for them. It's like, okay, guys, <laughs> you're supposed to be running this play. But every time the point guard calls the play, you do something completely different. It's like, I can't take it. I'm done. <laughs> so talk, yeah. talk internal alignment. What, what is yeah. that? And how do you know when you've got it? Well, again, second question I'll answer first. You know because you feel great, right? You know that what you're doing is what you want to be doing, what you should be doing. And it feels good to do it, even though it might be tough. Like you're coming up with challenges, but you know there's an end game. You know there's a purpose. And that purpose feels good for you. You don't feel like something is missing, you feel like you're working towards something and you're actually growing along the way. Misaligned is when you don't feel right. There's something, you know, it's something not right about it. And your gut typically tells you. So there could be misalignment in your business, just like I had misalignment in my business. There could be misalignment in your life. For example, it could be a relationship. This happens a lot with men when they're in, in a struggling relationship, regardless of whose challenge it is, whether it's their fault or the wife's fault or whoever's fault. I'm not saying anybody's at fault, but Whatever the reason is behind it, the relationship, they're not happy with it. So now they're building a successful business, but they don't feel aligned at home. And so, you know, something just doesn't feel right. And when you are aligned, that's when you can feel like you feel energized, right? And, and you're, it's almost like you're being pulled and you're being drawn towards something. When you're not aligned, it feels like you're pushing. And there's a very different feeling. Um, and you know, and a lot of this, you know, there's no scientific way to show this. It's more of a gut feeling. And for those who believe in a higher being or higher power or religious faith, you know, you, you know that there's something bigger that's actually drawing you. Yeah, I, I can definitely identify with that. There are times in both my personal life and in business where it just wasn't right. And almost 100% of the time when I get that, that feeling, it's almost always right. <laughs> I always, almost always have to come back to the table and say, okay, LZ, and remind myself, you recognize that feeling. When you feel it again, don't keep going, but it's an iterative. I've gotten better over the years as I've, you know, gotten older, but, but you're right. You, most of the time, you know, and especially if you tune to that frequency, you, you know, when it, when it feels right and when it doesn't. For me, I've always said the, the, the trick is listening and acting on that that feeling or that sense. And, you know, there's something else on top of that as well. It also depends on the crowd, our social network, the people that we hang out with. Because a lot of people get tricked into feeling like they're aligned. I'll give you a, a small example. Like when I was growing up, I had some friends that they weren't necessarily the best influence. This was in my early 20s and they had the girls, they had 
you know, they would walk in, VIP treatment in the club, they'd walk up to a table, people would be like, okay, you know, you take our table, you take our girls, and all this kind of stuff. And it was an alluring lifestyle. Like, it was something that I, I kind of got fascinated with. I was never into that kind of crowd. I just, you know, every maybe few months, I'd run into these guys, and they would know me and be like, oh, come, you know, have some drinks with us tonight. I'm like, man, this is a pretty interesting lifestyle. And I, at that moment, in that moment, I felt like, oh, this is awesome. But then I would kind of, when I'd stepped away from it, I'm like, no, that just wasn't right. So there's, it, our social influence and our social circle has a big factor to play in our alignment as well, because sometimes we feel like we're aligned because we are surrounded by other people that are living that life. But when we pull our, ourselves away, we realize that's not actually the life that I, I want to live. It's not the real alignment that I should have. Would, would you say that there's a seasonality to alignment as well? And because I found that things that felt right last season don't necessarily feel right in the current season. Have you found that same thing? Yeah, and, and we're evolving beings. Like every single day, our cells are changing, cells are dying, and we're continuing to evolve. I would say if what you are doing today is the exact same alignment that you were doing, let's just say, I'm not saying you, I'm just saying in general, when you were 20, there's something wrong there, right? And because life changes, circumstances change. So yes, every single, I always ask, I always tell people, this is part of our process too, to reevaluate every single year. Reevaluate because values change. So alignment, the big component of that is values. What do you value at this particular time? My values change on a yearly basis and not necessarily drastically, but what we also do is prioritize values as well. And so sometimes a priority goes up in some in some areas and, and, and other times it doesn't. For example, if you your doctor tells you that, hey, look, you're not eating healthy, you're close to getting diabetes or you're going to have heart disease. Guess what? Health is going to hopefully climb the value ladder for you to be more aligned with being, living a healthier life. So all of these things change. Young guys, for example, in their 20s and 30s and onwards too, for some people, there's nothing wrong with it, are driven to make a lot of money, right? It's money, 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 uh, or status. But then when you get married and you have kids, you realize, okay, there needs to be some kind of a balance there, right? That alignment has to also be aligned with your, uh, alignment with your family and your relationship. So long story short, yes, it is seasonal. It is, it is ever evolving and it needs to be recalibrated every year, at least at a minimum. So you mentioned family. You, we've talked about personal mastery. We've talked about how important that is to business success. How do you tie those things together? How do you effectively live in the moment, uh, take care of your, yourself as, as you are uh, achieving that, that peak transformation without breaking down in the sense that you are, are losing the, the relationships and the, the things that are important to you in an effort to achieve that? That success. Yeah, that's a really good question because ultimately when we take a look at our most important assets, our attention, our focus, and our energy. And there's also the element of time too, but I'll talk about that a little bit later. But focus and, and energy are two very important things. And you can only allocate, you only have a certain percentage of energy or units of energy and focus every single day. So you have to allocate those appropriately. And that's essentially it is if you, and most guys will allocate most of that to their business. And so having some kind and it, it doesn't have to be 
hey, look, you have to spend a certain amount of time every hour with your or every evening with your family. It just has to fit within your overall lifestyle and it has to work for your family, too. That is essentially what it is. If I speak to out of 10 guys, typically nine out of 10 guys, when I ask them, why are you working so hard? What are you trying to do? Majority on the top of their list, if not second, they're doing it for the family. And then you ask them, okay, once we ask your wife, why don't we ask your kids, what do they want? Do they want you to be working more? Do they want you to be home more? Nine out of 10 times, they want them to be home more. So there's a disconnect there, right? And men, sometimes it takes them a while to figure this out. But eventually they get it. Maybe they still need to work hard, but maybe not as hard. And maybe they need to pull back a little bit and spend more time with the kids, especially when they're younger. It's very important. So this is this is it. And again, it's quality time. Focus and energy create presence. So when you are with your family, be 110% with your family. The mistake a lot of guys make is that they may say, oh, I'm taking this afternoon off with my kids, but they're thinking about work. Better off working the day, going home in the evening, spending two hours of high quality present time with your kids where they have your complete focus and your complete energy. That is the difference. That's why I think time is very, uh, can be misconstrued because people think work life balance is based on time. And it's not necessarily based on time, it's based on quality presence. Because I know a lot of guys that maybe spend an hour with their family in the evening and they spend you know more time on the weekends. But that time is so quality time with their family, right? And they're just completely present. And, they're, and you know, their family is satisfied with that. They're happy with that. So that's why I always say, I used to use the term work-life balance. I don't use that anymore because balance, again, assumes time. I say work-life harmony. Yeah, and, and there's, a, there's a slight difference and nuance, but there's a huge, huge impact. Got it. The music brain in me relates the, for for example, if you have a three-part harmony, you might have a tenor, I'm a tenor, that is, you, you want them to carry the melody, right? Mm-hmm. So each, the tenor, soprano, and alto, they have the same amount of time. They have the, the same amount of energy, same focus, but the balance and the harmony is different because you want the tenor to, to carry the, the melody, right? So all same energy focus, all same time, but different harmony because you want it to blend in. So you may have some songs where the soprano is out in front and they're, they're leading. So it's, it's harmony so, to your point. Uh, but the, the music brain in me, uh, that's how I, I related. Like some, sometimes you want the, the tenors to carry the, the, the melody. Sometimes you want the altos to, but that doesn't negate or take away from either of the parts. They're all working, working in harmony for the, the same goal, the best use of, of the song and, and the, and the focus of, of the music. Yeah, I love that analogy. I think that's brilliant. And and you also talked about something that's very important is goals. That is very important to being successful in all areas of your life. Again, when we ask a guy what his goals are, majority of his goals are associated with finance or business. Very few. And when I say goal, I mean something that's actually written down tangible. Very few actually have that for their family or for their kids or for their relationship. And that tells you something because when you write something down, that is what your brain looks at. That's what your brain is focused on. So again, I always tell guys, have goals with your for your family, 
and for your as a parent as a father as a husband you should have a goal written down like i get guys when they're done their work day this is one of the things that guys are challenged with how do i shut work off at the end of the day one of the things is as soon as you're done your last task on your work is actually create a goal for your next stage your next chapter write it down and say i want to spend 20 minutes with my kids quality time just laughing and playing that's a goal it doesn't have to be complicated convoluted but you now you set that and guys especially are very goal driven so now you're going to be more likely to execute on that goal rather than just randomly going in and be like hey what do i do with my family now do i just chill out watch tv have a beer whatever it is and that could be your goal too but at least when you know your goal you're very intentional with the time that you spend with your family Wow. I have some action items from our conversation, Percy. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to put some of these things into practice myself because I am I'm one to never be above coaching and above, it, you know, taking from the conversations that I have, because I believe that everything happens for a reason. People's paths cross for a reason. And so I have some notes, both mental and written down that I am going to implement <laughs> and apply to my life, both on the personal side and on, on the business side. So thank you so much for your time and sharing with us. Again, if people want to reach out to you, learn more about what you do, who you help, if they want to get your book, listen to your podcasts, how can they do that? Sure. I I would say if you're on social media, LinkedIn is the best place. My handle is at Pradeep Sangha. I'm also, if you feel like getting the book, uh, you can, for your audience, uh, I'll give you a discount code here. If you go to completemanaudio.com and use the discount or the promo code victory75 all one word so victory and then the number seven and then the number five you'll get 75 percent off the complete man audio combo which is the audiobook and the the digital version and those are the two areas i, I would love to connect I'm, I'm more than happy to hear and hear back from people feedback and constructive feedback whatever it may be awesome so that's an awesome discount for the enterprisers does, does that apply to to the host as well yeah, absolutely. Actually, I'll give you, you're going to get a free copy here. So, <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Pradeep. Yeah, thanks, Ashley. I appreciate you having me. If you got value from today's show, we want you to join the Enterprises Elite email list for more nuggets and resources. And remember, no excuses, just execution. Go get it. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.